how's it going? George here again, or G Money, and it's time for another trip into Ninja on the Loose. This time around, I want to talk about how to shop for Christmas. Yeah, it's that time to start thinking about those things if you haven't already done so. Well, I kind of think I have some interesting tips for you. We'll see how it goes. What's kind of tipped me off, actually, to doing this particular episode is uh, just uh, today alone. Uh, my wife Brenda and I, we went out and uh, we went to the nearest big city for a part of the day. There was a couple of different reasons why we were in the big city. But uh, one of them was to get her a pair of winter boots. And so we had picked a place we were going to go, and we ended up going to a different place. And in the just over an hour that we spent in this place, uh, I'm going to say she tried on six, seven, seven different pairs. Anyway, there was some details that were necessary for her to decide on these particular boots. Uh, color was one issue and uh, how she wants to use them and uh, you know whether or not they're going to be waterproof and things like that. I mean you know the short list of things that are important when you buy these kind of things. Anyway as it turns out she did actually uh, decide on a pair of boots that she liked and we came home with them and it's all good. But it kind of reminded me of uh, how people shop and I consider myself a practical shopper and so you know at Christmas time it's time to kind of you know recalibrate your particular compass and shopping is not really good for a lot of people some people just aren't that good at it there's there's no doubt about it and uh, at Christmas time we we don't exchange gifts we haven't done that for a while uh, we spend time together and you know, we might go out for a dinner or something like that. But we quit exchanging gifts quite a few years ago. Uh, not because there's nothing we don't need. It's just uh, the actual reality of it was that we quit doing it uh, simply because it was an expense that we didn't think we really needed to get into. And so we wanted to kind of do something different for Christmas. So we did some charity work, uh, helped out at a food kitchen uh, for... Uh, downtrodden people. We did that uh, for a couple of years, you know, just those kind of things, you know, just trying to reconnect with uh, the real purpose of Christmas in our minds. And so the uh, commercialized, bigger, better, stronger, <laughs> uh, more expensive toy kind of Christmas is not where our heads are. So that's why uh, our Christmas is very different. But uh, what I wanted to do was, like I say, take a look at some shopping tips and hopefully uh, give you some hints on how to uh, be more effective when it comes to shopping for Christmas. So my top five list is uh, how to shop for Christmas. So number five, uh, have a budget in place. This is really, really important. Uh, people seem to like to use their credit cards, and I've done it too. You know, I mean, it's it's just it's a pretty easy way of doing it. But uh, what I kind of started doing in the final few years that I was buying Christmas gifts was that uh, I would set a budget, or I would only use, for example, my debit card. So that's as good as cash, and so then I didn't overspend. I also kind of kept a kind of a uh, a limit in mind on what I was going to spend per person. Lucky for me, I didn't have a lot of people to shop for, so it wasn't like I was spending thousands of dollars at Christmas time. But uh, I did have a budget, and I did stick with it. And that's, I think, something you need to think about before you start 
splurging and you know if you are uh, part of a family that just draws names for gifts, I think it makes the budget thing a lot easier. If you find that you are buying for a lot of people, you really need to stick to a budget. Yes, there are some people you may want to spend a little more on than others, but you still want to kind of keep an overall tally of what you're spending and try to keep it within that time frame or that particular, you know, amount frame. Sure, you're going to step out of it, but you don't want to go too far out of that if you can avoid that. Uh, number four, is it practical? Like, uh, are you buying something for someone that they could use, that they can act, that they actually need? Uh, one year, and uh, I am reminded of this every now and again. It's turned into kind of a, a joke more than a, a reminder. I uh, snuck out and I bought Brenda a pair of diamond earrings. I got a screaming deal on them, but they were still quite a few hundred dollars. I didn't buy her a diamond for her wedding, right? So I thought, yeah, give her a diamond, you know? So I got her diamond earrings. They were spectacular. They were awesome. When I gave them to her, like everybody around us went nuts. It was pretty awesome. Uh, Until she pointed out that her ears weren't pierced. And it was... Okay, so great gift. Anyway, the turns out on Boxing Day we went out and got our ears pierced, and that's a whole different story in itself. But uh, that kind of showed me that maybe I should have paid a little more attention to that part. Don't get me wrong, she loves them, she wears them every now and again. But uh, it's not a practical gift for her. It's not something she would wear on a regular basis, and so I kind of really went off the chart there. And I'm much more practical when it comes to things that I buy for her now. Um, and like I say earlier, I would mentioned that I consider myself a practical shopper. I, I still do, always have. But that was an example where I kind of got stupid and kind of didn't remember that part. And, you know, just blew it. Anyway, practical. Try to buy something that's practical. My number three tip, does it have a long life? Now, this um, is can go through a lot of different generations, okay, different age groups. So, you know, if it's a a toy, for example, for a youngster or maybe uh, clothing for older people or computer gear, whatever the case may be, how long is it going to be able to be used before it needs to be upgraded or they grow out of it or it gets broken, right? So, I mean, you want to, if you're going to spend some good money on something, you want something that's going to last. And I think also, too, that if it lasts for a while, uh, depending on what the gift is and who you're giving it to, they'll remember it's from you. And I think that's kind of important, too, is to be connected to that gift that you've given that person, providing, of course, it has a shelf life. You don't want to give them something that they're just going to put on a shelf and never look at again or uh, try on once and never wear again or whatever the case may be. So you have to be careful sometimes and try to buy something that people are going to use for a while or are going to be able to get some use out of. Uh, And I know this isn't the best idea, but uh, there was someone in my life that I bought a cordless drill for for Christmas once. It was the best thing I ever got that person. I didn't realize how good it was, but it was the best thing because they were able to use it a lot, probably still use it now. And I'm talking probably 15, 20 years have passed since then. And uh, I'm sure every now and again, it's like, yeah, George got me this. So, you know, not that I want to be remembered (laughs) forever for the gift I gave this person, but uh, I think it's important to have that connection and make sure it's a gift that has some life to it. My number two tip is, uh, is it age appropriate? You have to think about this too. Uh, You don't want to buy something for grandpa that is not really appropriate. 
Same goes for you don't want to buy something for junior that's really kind of adult oriented so you really kind of have to hone in on what these people what a, what a good match is for the people on your list uh, and this comes from their interests and how well you know them and things that people tell you and so on and so forth I mean you should have some clue right of what is a, a correct gift for somebody and age appropriateness is something you really do have to consider as well um, a subscription to a girly magazine while it may be a really nice gift for somebody in your shopping list uh, it better be for the right age group right or, or whatever the case may be and uh, my number one tip and I think this is really important uh, especially if it turns out to be one of those oops gifts is can it be returned and or exchanged because you know that's the best thing about boxing day to be honest with you is at least when i was growing up boxing day was the day you went back and you made exchanges sometimes it's just it's not the right size it's not the right color it's not the right whatever and i know as a kid i seem to remember many many years ago as a kid growing up that there was a gift that we i think mom and dad gave us gave my brother and i I seem to recall it was a race car track. You know, one of those things that clicks together and you put race cars on the tracks and you race them around and you just have a great time. I seem to recall there was something wrong with it. It was either something that was either not age appropriate or for some reason we just couldn't manage to make it out. It just didn't work for some reason. And this, and it's funny while I tell you this story because I'm thinking, that's got to be... Oh, man, I'm talking like 40 years ago this happened. So anyway, I remember this almost like it was yesterday all of a sudden. And I remember we exchanged it. And I remember we actually exchanged it for one of those click-together train track things. So we went from race cars to train to a train. And I remember that electric train. We had that for a long time, and that was a lot of fun. But I seem to recall it started as a race car track, and it got turned in on race uh, on Boxing Day or day after Boxing Day, something like that. It was it was exchanged. I remember it was exchanged. But that was important because looking back on it, because for some reason we just couldn't get the car thing to work, it would have been a gift that would have just sat there in its box and never been used again. Whereas mom and dad were smart enough to you know do the exchange routes exchanged it for something that we actually ended up playing with for several years you know i remember that train track i remember dad at one point actually built a tabletop uh, that he attached the train track to in a semi-circle shape and had the the electrical parts or whatever it is that connects to the train where you end up then plugging it into the wall the transformer piece was attached to the tabletop and and there was room in the center of the track where we could put houses and my brother and i were into lego bricks and so we made houses and and buildings and stuff like that and we had places for the extra train cars and all that other stuff and it was it really turned out to be a lot of fun i remember we got many many hours of use out of that and a lot of enjoyment out of that so thinking back on that that was a good thing that it was able to be the car track thing was able to be returned and exchanged for what turned into the train thing 
and yeah it was we got a lot of fun out of that that was that was a good gift now that i look back on it anyway uh those are reasons why i think you need to pay attention to you know how you shop for christmas uh again budget uh make it a practical gift uh make sure it has something that has some life to it uh is it age appropriate and can it be exchanged or returned and if you can answer all those questions when you buy a gift then you've pretty much narrowed it down to probably the best possible gift for the person you're shopping for so hopefully these tips have been helpful to you uh i ask that you uh Follow me online if you can. I have a lot of different places you can find me, but I'm just going to promote a couple in this particular episode. Uh, you can find me on Facebook at Inc. and uh, like my page. And you'll find out about some of the freelance stuff that I do. And I share a little more on that page than I used to, so it's getting a little more active. So if you want to follow me and find out some of the things I do, that's one place you could do it. Or if you just want to follow me on Twitter... Uh, I have my personal Facebook page linked to my Twitter feed, and my Twitter handle is Loose Inc. And you'll find out a lot of bit, uh, a lot about what I do, and what I do in my life, my usual day-to-day life. You'll see pictures of me and Brenda and, and the things we do and the places we go and stuff like that. And if you want to find out a little more about us, that's uh, another option for you. So that'll be it for this uh, episode of Ninja on the Loose. I want to thank you for tuning in. I'm George. Call me G-Money, and until next week, have a great day.